Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yanya. Today is the last of three days I'm teaching on the subject of another gospel, what Paul taught us in Galatians. The beauty of this is what will be the result of those who believe in another gospel. If you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you have a great future to look forward to. Others don't. Let's talk about it from the Word of God today. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome back to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yanyan. Today's the last day we're taking up three-part series on another gospel. This is the term that Paul used in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, and that's why I'm offering the book on the book of Galatians. This is my book on Paul's book on the Holy Spirit's book from God on the message to the Galatian people. And it's so true today. In fact, when Paul came there, he says in verses 6 and 7 of chapter 1, look at this, I marvel, I'm shocked that you are turned away so soon. He said, I wasn't there that long ago. I gave you the truth and it's been turned since then. I'm shocked that you've turned away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to another gospel of a different kind, the Greek word heteros, which is not another gospel, the same kind, the word alos. He said, it's a different type of gospel, not another gospel, the same kind. What they came to preach to you sounded good, but it's not part of the word of God. They preached to another gospel, the gospel of tithing, the gospel of circumcision, the gospel of keeping the law. They call it the gospel, but it's not another gospel, the same kind. There's the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the grace of God. Those are all another title for the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say in verse seven, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. There's only one gospel. It's the gospel of Christ. Satan can't create a gospel. He only can pervert a gospel. Paul used this term in Acts chapter 20, where he said, after my departure, he said, grievous wolves will come in, but out of your own midst, men will arise teaching perverse things. Perverse is the same word to twist. He said, they're going to take truths that I have given you and twist them to where it starts out sounding right. And then they're twisted along the way. And the sad thing is when you're going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and they reach the perversion part and you're still going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. It takes a smart Christian, someone who knows the word of God to go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-uh. You know when they change it, you know when they twist it. And he said, that's what they're doing. And the world is perverting the true gospel of Christ. And it's all backed by Satan. So again, we know that, and that's what he's saying, warning us. We brought out in the past couple of days all the different ways that this gospel comes. It comes through the world, that comes through the press, and it comes through sports and everything else. Everything's being politicized today, and the message is exactly the same. It also comes from the pulpits of mankind, and the pulpits of mankind are simply this, and that is that they preach from the pulpit, and the gospel sounds exactly like the world, except it comes through God. It comes through Jesus and Jesus came for us and he came so that we can love each other and all of this. If we love each other, we can go to heaven. All this stuff is being preached the same way the world is, except they couch it in in religious terms. They surround it in spiritual terms and they might even quote scriptures on it. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12 says, there is a way, notice this, a way. The world has many ways. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, but there is a way which seems right to man, but the end of it are the ways of death. The way which ends in death is Satan's gospel. It seems right. It appeals to man's senses. It appeals to man's intelligence. It appeals to man's ego. The false ministers use scripture to support their lies, even scripture. 
and the scripture is taken out and twisted like everything else is to support their lies. It doesn't deny the foundational Christian truth, rather acknowledges them, but then it gives false interpretations. I was watching a show one day and this lady on there was a witch and she had just, she had just come and I thought this will be interesting what she has to say. And they showed a television show which she had done. And here's how they introduced the television show which was filmed live at one of their conferences. And that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Talk about a perversion of a scripture And she talked about the Christ that lives in all of us. Listen, there's someone living in you, but it isn't Christ. And it's not the Christ. It's a false Christ. And what you're preaching is a false doctrine or you're preaching a false gospel. This is what Paul warned about in those days. Again, let me just quickly qualify. There is a false doctrine and there is a false gospel. The false doctrine is within the church. And that's what Paul was talking about. Out of your own midst shall men arise teaching false things and twisted things. So within the church, there is such things as the doctrine of inclusion. The doctrine of inclusion simply means we're all born again. And so since we're all born again, we're all going to go to heaven. This is universalism, that Jesus Christ died and won the whole world. And so now we don't need to go get saved because we already are saved. That's a perversion. That's a twisting and that's a false doctrine. But on the other side, you have a false gospel. The false doctrine is Satan's twisting of the word to Christians. Because after we're born again, we need to be, you know, have the doctrines of the word of God. He can't stop the new birth once we're in it, but he can twist it afterwards to where the doctrines are twisted. We end up with false things and we become ineffective as witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. But on the other hand, there is a false gospel. The false gospel is Satan's message to the world to try to keep them from true salvation. They can get saved on their own. These ministers never say not to believe in a personal God. They take God's existence for granted, but give false descriptions of his character. Jesus told the Pharisees their father was the devil. They say that God is their spiritual father, the spiritual father of all men, when scripture tells us sinners are children of Satan and children of wrath. John 1.12 says, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Why? Because we're not the sons of God. If we were born the sons of God, then why would he give us power to become the sons of God? And how does that come? By receiving him. By receiving him, we now have the power within us and we become the sons of God. Galatians 3.26, we only become the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Those in the world say that God is too merciful to ever send any person to hell. But God says, whoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Revelation 20 and verse 15. Well, I know it just doesn't sound right. I know it doesn't sound right. It doesn't make natural sense, but makes all the spiritual sense in the world. And we have to come back to this. If you want God's eternal life, you come his way, not your way. And here's the point. Your way is difficult. God's way is so simple, a fool couldn't err in it. God's plan is by grace, which simply means it doesn't matter what you've done. He loves you enough to offer you salvation despite yourself, despite all the evil you have done. He doesn't ask you to make recompense for all the evil and then finally come to him. No, that's Satan's way. And you can do it all by yourself. You can be kind to other people. You cannot be a racist. You don't have to come, you know, come into this life. And as you're going along, you can love everybody. And honestly, you don't have to stand up for one religion. All roads lead to Rome. I mean, it comes back to this loving everybody, being kind to people, being generous to everybody. But here's the point about it that I said yesterday. You never arrive. You're always further away from it than when you started. With all the things they've asked us to do to somehow end racism, you know what? It's just as much today as it was back then. 
And honestly, to be truthful with you, you know, the only place to find real redemption from racism is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior into a family where there is no Jew, nor Gentile, no black, nor white, nor male, nor female. Boy, is there a fight among that today. All the things we hear about us going on in the world around us, the simple way out of that is by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then be filled with his word because that's what causes us to become true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Satan's minister would never ignore the Lord Jesus. Oh yeah, they'll give credence to God, but oh, they would never ignore the Lord Jesus. Their gospel teaches he's the best man that ever lived. His miracles of compassion and mercy are taught as is the perfection of his character and greatness of his teaching. His life is magnified, but his death is ignored. The atoning work of the cross is never mentioned. His resurrection from the grave is taught as superstition. It's a bloodless gospel and a crossless Christ. He's not taught as God come in the flesh, but as the ideal man. If his resurrection is taught, it has reconciled everybody to God and faith is not necessary on our part. Again, this is what's being taught from pulpits today to people coming to church to keep them from getting saved or to water down the gospel so much it takes all our power away as far as witnessing. This is universalism or inclusion. Everyone has already been saved. Therefore, punishment and hell are not real, nor is Satan. How do you recognize Satan's ministers? The apostles of Satan are not organized crime leaders. That's what we would think. Well, who are the men out there working for Satan? Well, crime leaders, drug dealers, human traffickers. That's what we say. So again, it comes back to it. The apostles of Satan are not organized crime leaders. They're not drug dealers or human traffickers. Many are elected government officials and ordained ministers who have turned from the truth through demons, deceived ministers, preach political philosophy, and tell inspiring stories from the pulpit. Satan's ministers no longer present fundamentals of the faith. Instead of showing the enormity of sin and its eternal punishment, they minimize it. They say sin is merely ignorance of good and the absence of it. Instead of warning people to flee from the wrath to come, they teach, number one, God is too loving and too merciful to send wrath or his own creatures to an everlasting torture and separation from him. So eternal torment, hell, lake of fire and Satan, they could not possibly exist because God is so good. God is so loving. God is so kind. Yeah, but remember something. Behold, both the goodness and the severity of the Lord. Goodness to those that receive him, severity on those who reject him as Lord and Savior. Where do you stand? You know, you're watching this today. You're listening to it today. Perhaps you are someone that's never given your life to Jesus Christ. Someone asked you to watch this broadcast, just even sitting there beside you. They've been talking to you about Jesus Christ, wanting to receive him as Lord and Savior, and you've been so caught up in what the world says. Oh, God is a good God. God's a loving God. Yes, he is. That's why he offered Jesus Christ. But there's gonna come a time when his wrath will be seen. And you don't want to get caught in that. If you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have not been appointed under wrath. You've been appointed unto eternal life. And I'm simply telling you today is the day of salvation. Don't wait for tomorrow. You may not get there. Don't wait for next week. You're not promised of next week. You're promised this moment right now. And this moment right now, you can receive him as Lord and Savior and change your life from this point on. You'll find peace like you've never found before. Not an eluding peace. Not that one that always seems just a little bit further off. No, you'll have peace right now. Being justified by faith, you'll have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What do I need to do? Understand the fact that you were born in sin. 
that you cannot please God on your own. In fact, you probably tried that. With you on the throne of your life, you've done nothing but mess it up. All God says is get off the throne, open up your life and let me sit there. Invite me into your life, accept me into your life as the Lord of your salvation, but next of all, the Lord of your life. I wanna save you, redeem you, give you eternal life, but on top of that, give you a future like you've never had before and be with you in the midst of all circumstances of life, good and bad. If you wanna do that, you're willing to do that, would you simply just close your eyes for a moment, open up your heart and simply say, Father, I receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and the Savior of my life. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, then was raised from the dead to give me eternal life and I accept him as my Lord and Savior right now. I believe I am saved. You've just passed from death unto life. You've been born again. All your bad works you've done before this, all the things you've missed, that doesn't count right now. That's all been forgiven. All you had to do is receive Jesus Christ. He lived a life you could not live. He died a death you could not die to give you eternal life. If that's you, would you contact me? There's an email address on our website and we'll give you an email address here at the end. You can contact us and let me know today was your day to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'll be right back after halftime. The Apostle Paul knew that works can't bring salvation. The Galatian churches, after believing the gospel of grace in Christ, were misled into Jewish law. Paul wrote to them confronting their foolishness. His letter declared salvation by faith alone, not based on effort or observance, but solely upon the grace of God. In this New Testament commentary on Galatians, Bob Yandian defines legalism, its effects on the Galatians, and its impact on today's church. Seeing how legalism infected the Galatian churches, we can learn to overcome this subtle attack on believers today. To order this New Testament commentary on Galatians, visit our website at bobbyendian.com. Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and it's my favorite class. I think the students' favorite class is there. And I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult, but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all it covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification. Redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. When I used to pastor at the church, I would even tell, I'd say, housewives, you that are listening out there today in the congregation, this is designed for you too. The Word of God is not difficult. Go to my website, bobtheandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself. Blessings upon blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobbyandian.com and click on partnership. Welcome back. Satan's ministers no longer present the fundamentals of the faith. Instead of showing the enormity of sin and its eternal punishment, they minimize it. 
They say sin is merely ignorance of good and the absence of it. Instead of warning people to flee from the wrath to come, they teach number one, God is too loving and too merciful to send wrath or his own creatures into everlasting torture and separation from him, no matter what the word says. They minimize those verses of scriptures, but they magnify the scriptures that talk about God is good, following Jesus in his footsteps, all those different things, and these are the plan of eternal life. So eternal torment, hell, and the lake of fire, and Satan cannot exist. These ministers also betray the people by teaching social and economic issues rather than God's word. They don't say without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. They teach Jesus Christ as our great example and preach to their people that salvation comes by following in Jesus' steps. But Romans chapter 10 and verse three says, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Those preaching to us that message either are not saved or they are so far off track, they become carnal and now they are ended up being the blind leading the blind. Oh, they're saved, but they can't even see two feet in front of themselves. They are so wrapped up in Satan's world. You know what? Those who follow this ministry, can I can tell you this one thing. I believe in the word of God. Above your feelings, I believe in the word of God. Above what you see, I believe in the word of God. Second Peter chapter one, Peter is teaching and said, I was with Jesus on the mountain. I saw him transfigured and I heard a voice coming from heaven. And then he went on to say, you have a more sure word of prophecy. What's he saying? You may be saying, well, I wasn't there. I didn't hear God speak. I wasn't there. I didn't see Jesus transfigured in front of me on the Mount of Transfiguration. I didn't see Moses and Elijah there in front of me like you did, Peter. Maybe I'm not as spiritual as you are. He said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. What's he saying? The word of God is better than being with me on that mountain and seeing it with my eyes and hearing it with my ears. What he's saying was your ears can deceive you. Your eyes can deceive you, but the word will never deceive you. That's what's important. What's it coming back to? With all the things the world is preaching, come back to the word of God. With the things that are being preached from pulpits today, come back to the word of God. Those who call themselves prophets today, some are real, but some are not. How do I know the difference? Come back to the word of God because why? There are many false prophets in the world today. Come back to the word of God as your guideline. And from the word of God, you can judge the words being given today. It tells us that when these words are given to examine them, to look at them and to judge them. But the way we do that is through the word of God. You know what? What happens is you begin to believe the word of God and you become strong in this world. That's what I am after. That's what this message is all about. This is what student of the word is about. Notice this, it's not student just of God, the gospel. It's the student of the word. The gospel is part of the word. You've passed the gospel test. You've received Jesus. But Jesus said in John 8 to those who just believed in him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. Jesus in his prayer in John chapter 17, he said, Lord, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. The truth sanctifies those who have already been born again and makes us live a righteous life, produces the righteousness before the world. Not just the righteousness I have inside, I live it before the world. And this is why I have partners to help get this message out. Man, I'd love for you to become a partner. I know there's people out there that already know you're supposed to be a partner. Why are you putting it off? You've watched this broadcast for weeks and for months, but you keep having this thing inside. I need to become a partner. As soon as the broadcast is over, you kind of conveniently forget about it. Your natural mind takes over and says, no, you need that money for other stuff. For what? 
For what? What's more important than seeing a person receive Jesus as Savior and then growing to be a stable Christian in this world? There's eternal rewards for that, not for the burger you could have had instead of what you sent into this ministry. I'm not saying here to send tons of it in. God, The Bible says give a portion to seven and also to eight. That's Proverbs chapter 11. So what am I saying there? I'm simply saying whatever the word of God tells you, again, follow it. And you're to give a portion to seven and also to eight. So whatever portion you can give, the Holy Spirit might tell you what portion of your income to give, or else you can determine in your own heart what you're supposed to give. But in so doing, you become a partner with me and helping me by singing to Bob Yandian Ministries, because why we put it into messages like this, to change the lives of Christians so they can more effectively preach to the world around us. The best witnesses are not new converts. The best witnesses are disciples because why you can answer the questions that the world has. This is what I'm raising up. If you'd like to become a partner with me, great. Again, I know God's spoken to you. Why don't you just say, okay, I'll do it. You know what? It'll change your life. And on top of that, it will really change eternity for you because those rewards will keep on coming and coming and coming. As when you gave, that was put into these messages. Through these messages, somebody gets saved. Somebody became stable. They begin to win people to the Lord. And that is really given to your account because why? You stayed home. I went to battle. But those who stay by the stuff are rewarded equally with me who goes into the battle You'll be rewarded throughout all of eternity. Go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a place on there where you can become a partner with me. And I look forward to it happening. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen says this, for such are false prophets, deceitful workers who transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So it is no great wonder if his ministers also are transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works or destruction. Paul teaches here in these verses of scripture, Satan's gospel produces blindness. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, if our gospel, knows this is the real gospel. If our gospel is hidden, how is it hidden? Behind a false gospel, behind a counterfeit gospel, behind another gospel of a different kind. If our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to them who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them. This is by that other gospel that he has, the gospel of works, the gospel of kindness, the, co the gospel of doing good things for other people, thinking that's gonna get them to heaven. It says, has blinded the minds of them who believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan blinds unbelieving minds by substituting his own gospel. And he is rightfully called the devil, Satan, who deceives the entire world. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. Jesus contrasts these two gospels, the true and the counterfeit. The true gospel leads to eternal life and to heaven. The other gospel is death eternal separation from God in hell. This is found in Matthew chapter seven. You know, Matthew chapter seven is the closing of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. In chapter five and six, Jesus is mainly teaching to believers, his own disciples around him. But by the time that chapter seven comes along, especially in the second half of Matthew chapter seven, the multitudes find him again and he switches from teaching believers to teaching a very simple salvation message. And here it is in Matthew chapter seven, verse 13 and 14. He says, enter at the straight gate or the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in at it. 
He's simply saying that the world is headed down a very wide path. Every Why is it wide? It's wide because you can take every social organization, you can take every political organization, you can take care, you can sit beside it every uh, fraternity, every sorority, you can put them side by side and all of them will fit side by side on this wide road that leads to destruction. He goes on to say, but narrow is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to eternal life. In other words, it's just as wide for you and Jesus, that's it. He says, and few there be that find it. Now, let me qualify that. It doesn't mean tons of people are gonna go to hell and just a few are gonna go to heaven. No, few by comparison. When, when John was in heaven, in the book of Revelation, he says, I saw multitudes upon multitudes of every kindred, tribe, tongue, and nation, which no man could number. He said, they covered the hills of heaven as far as you could see, those who found eternal life. But what this verse is saying is, you think there are multitudes that find heaven, more are gonna go to hell. That simply tells us the masses are gonna go to hell because why? They're gonna hear it and they're gonna reject it thinking they can qualify themselves for heaven. Because you know why? If you reject Jesus' way, you fall back on your own way and your own way has been taught to you by Satan himself. Go down to verse 22 and verse 23. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied or preached in your name? And in your name cast out demons and in your name done many wonderful works. Then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. You're saying, yeah, but look, they look at all these wonderful, they even cast out devils. And notice this, they've done many wonderful works in these names. I want you to notice what they said. They talked about their works. They never said one time we accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm here to tell you, like the seven sons of Sceva, you can cast out devils, but that doesn't make you worthy of heaven. They actually cast out devils through Satan's work himself. And so that's why they were called exorcists. The Greek word for exorcist means one who casts out devils by magic formulas and incantation. They worked in league with the devil. Anytime you work the works that seemingly are supernatural and yet you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or submit to the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he's gonna to say to you one day, depart from me, you who work iniquity. All I'm telling you here in these verses of scriptures is this, is that unless you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then walk in him, the works that you do will not be from God. He's simply saying here in the beginning of these verses of scripture that one day all these people say, hey, 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 we're Christians to say, no, you're not. I never knew you. And so here's the point. I don't want that to happen to you. I know I led you before in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I trust you did that. Many around you might be saying, you know what? I am a Christian, but I've been falling for the message of the world. I've got caught up not only into that false gospel, I've been caught up in false doctrine. I'm starting to be swayed by people around me telling me, well, everybody's gonna go to heaven. And you know, really, because uh, we're here and, and we love each other, that's gonna be the main reason of getting to heaven. You're falling back on human works and you're gonna be able to say to him one day, didn't I do wonderful works in your name? He's gonna say, I ask you one question. Did you ever receive me as Lord and Savior? Did you ever give your life to me totally? If you say no, then he's gonna say, depart from me, you who work iniquity. I can say this, as a Christian, I've made many mistakes. I've done things wrong, but you know what I'm gonna come back to? Yes, I will get into heaven because I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. My foundation is my faith in him, not my faith in me. And that's what Satan is trying to get across to the world. I trust through this broadcast that you've been blessed. I trust these past three days that your eyes have been opened up to what Paul meant when he said that they came preaching another gospel, which is not really another. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel and Satan has twisted it and perverted it today. Again, I thank you for being here. Again, I want you to be able to get hold of that book on Galatians. I know the announcers have talked about it and I've talked about it, but it's a book that will help to change your life. It's a book that will go on and listen, one day you can die and pass it on to your kids and you can pass on something that is eternal. You know, the books that I have on my shelf that were written in the 1900s, early and even in the 1800s, still blessed today because the message has never changed. The Word of God lives and abides forever. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.